Hi, welcome to the Quipster Film Review Podcast. My name is Vince Leo. I am the film critic for the website Quipster.net. I invite you to check out all of my written work there at that website. Over 3,800 film reviews to choose at any time, stemming all the way back to 1996. Classics, new releases, foreign films, independent movies, you name it, you can find it all at that website, Quipster.net. That's Q-W-I-P-S-T-E-R.net. Today I'm going to be looking at the action comedy known as Central Intelligence. It's a PG-13 rated film because of crude and suggestive humor, some nudity, action violence, and brief strong language. I would highly encourage parents with young children to note that PG-13 rating, this really is very close to an R rating. I'm, I think that if you had any kind of blood in the movie, it probably would have gotten an R rating. It's just one of these bloodless R rated films, and so therefore... I guess it gets PG-13. It's an hour and 48 minutes, at least according to my movie theater, but I have seen the runtime go close to two hours, depending on where you look. I don't, I think that that happens when somebody announces that the movie's going to be a certain length and then they end up either adding scenes or subtracting them just before it gets released into theaters. But my theater showed it at an hour and 48. The main stars are Kevin Hart and Dwayne The Rock Johnson. It does have supporting roles for Amy Ryan, Danielle Nicolette, Aaron Paul, and Ryan Hansen. There is a unbilled star here who's also a supporting player. I won't reveal him for the purpose of this review. You can find that on my website if you really want to look. There's also a cameo appearance by another major star as well. And I won't ruin that for you if you find unbilled cameos to be a real thrill. Uh, Ross and Marshall Thurber is the director. He also co-writes the screenplay along with Ike Barinholtz and David Stassen. As a film, I do think that Central Intelligence is the kind of movie that I do find pretty hard to grade. I find it consummately watchable. It's also one of those movies that I really wouldn't call a truly good movie on any kind of scale where I would say, okay, yes, this plot worked or this story or these characters are really good. You know, this is not that kind of movie. This is really a purely entertaining kind of movie. I suppose the same could be said for most buddy action comedies. Your mileage is going to certainly vary as to how much you expect from a formula endeavor like this one. It is amusing in moments. I will give it that. It's not all the way through though, but somehow I do think that, for me anyway, the laughs happened at close enough intervals that it managed to keep its head above water. As a comedy, uh, the action movie elements are not as interesting. The story does start in 1996. We get a young CG enhanced version of Dwayne Johnson. If you've seen the trailers, you know exactly what I'm talking about. He's playing this overweight and very geeky kid named Robbie Weird Dick. You can imagine that's not a good name to have when you're in school. And uh, he's the frequent target of ridicule by the bullies at his high school. By contrast, the most popular kid at that high school is named Calvin Joyner, played by Kevin Hart. He's voted most likely to succeed. He excels in school in all the ways Robbie does not. He's a jock, and he's super smart, and he's the dr- in the drama club, and he's, you know, you name it, he is the guy. And during one particularly humiliating prank by those bullies that exposes Robbie clothesless in front of his entire student body at an assembly, Calvin bestows an act of kindness on the pudgy kid. And that's that. Fast forward to today, they're approaching the day of their 20th high school reunion. And now we find Calvin, the most likely to succeed guy, is now a mid-level accountant. And he's he feels he's peaked in his 
his teenage years. He's adamant that he will not go to this high school reunion because he feels like he didn't quite live up to everyone's expectations. He protests to his wife, his high school sweetheart, that he cannot face up to feeling like a disappointment. You know, she begins to suggest that they see a marriage counselor to work all of this out, as well as other problems in their marriage. That's when Calvin gets a Facebook friend request from out of the blue by somebody named Bob Stone. And he ends up meeting for drinks with this guy he doesn't remember at all. But he ends up being Robbie. He's now a hunk. He's rippling with muscles, just like The Rock, because he is The Rock. And even though he seems the same goofy kid inside... And he spent the last two decades idolizing the closest thing that he ever had to having a friend due to that one small selfless act on Calvin's part. Uh, this is where the movie starts to hint at being like the D-Train, which ended up being incidentally also about this guy who is being idolized by somebody at his high school reunion and... Uh, they end up going into some really dark and interesting places that this film is PG-13 and they don't end up going. So it hints at it, but it's not quite the D-Train. Uh, it does deviate after this point. The two not-really-friends catch up on old times, and, but they end up getting tied together even more because Calvin is soon confused by some CIA agents for actually being Bob's friend, and they are looking to arrest Bob uh, because he is one of their own, and they accuse him of going rogue and perhaps secretly being the notorious international criminal that they've been looking for, known as the Black Badger, who is set to... Uh, try to sell top secret information regarding U.S. government satellites to the bad guys. So Calvin needs to tag along with Bob to try to clear his name, even though he's not quite sure that Bob is also on the up and up. He could be the badger. Now, this film is trying to defy some expectations. Ross and Marshall Thurber as the Helmer, he makes Dwayne The Rock Johnson the zany crackpot of the duo, and Kevin Hart more of that straight-laced and responsible one. So they're both kind of acting against type somewhat they and they both get their chance for laughs don't get me wrong you know even though kevin hart is playing the straight man he's still pretty funny for those people who think kevin hart is funny of the two i do think that it's dwayne johnson who manages to come out ahead in the last department because he goes really full bore into this role in a way that feels refreshing and new at least for him he's very lovable as a character but there's also this undercurrent of being somewhat off his rocker for instance he's kind of in touch with his more feminine side he's obsessed with cute unicorns and vibrant rainbows and the movie 16 candles you know doubt begins to creep in as to whether bob is really as friendly as he claims or maybe he's just really needy and he's kind of off kilter maybe he's in even a sociopath who's gone astray, as the CIA agents suggest. Uh, Kevin Hart is funny enough for the film. Fans of his will not mind how he's portrayed in this film. But we have seen him play a timid sidekick to a badass character before. If you think about the ride-along movies, especially, you know, certainly Dwayne Johnson is a much better actor than Ice Cube and certainly has more range, and so they exploit that here. You know, we, we're not that far removed from one of the Ride Along movies. In fact, there was one that came out actually back in January. So, you know, we've seen Kevin Hart do this thing like every other month. I do think that Johnson and Hart have a good chemistry together, and that's what keeps Central Intelligence from being 
like un- an unwatchable buddy cop movie. You know, audiences will likely readily get in line for the next big screen pairing of Johnson and Hart based on what they see here. If it ever does happen, I do think that people will want to see that. As so often occurs in buddy cop comedies, I do think that the enjoyment of the movie does begin to wane when the plot begins to kick in and take center stage. And that leaves the second half of the film also having about only a third maybe of the laughs of the first half of the film. And with the runtime creeping close to the two-hour length, I think that some viewers, at least me, uh, I, I can attest to this, will have their attention start to drift because you start watching a lot of this gunplay and these overwrought plot developments that you may have seen too many times before in movies exactly like this. You know, Thurber, as the director, he seems keenly aware of this because he tosses in a nice unbuilt supporting role for a comedic actor and there's an amusing cameo for another so it does engage you with that you know thurber also leaves people with a smile because there's a pretty amusing pre-credits blooper reel that will make up for any laughs you may feel that you've lost somewhere amid the chaos of the very sloppy and not really that exciting action set pieces You know, you don't have a lot of rooting interest here except to hopefully get some laughs. The lead performers here are better than the material that's around them, for sure. But I do think that it is very entertaining to see Johnson and Hart play off of each other's comic energy. I think that's enough to occasionally transcend most of the more tired material that's in between them. So this is a real close call for me. But, you know, with the end blooper reel and, you know, a lot of the early laughs, I do feel that people who like this kind of movie will get their money's worth. If you like Dwayne The Rock Johnson, if you like Kevin Hart, and if you like the kinds of movies that they make, certainly this is going to be for you. If you like buddy action comedies, too, this is one of the better ones that have come out in the last year or so. So I think that if you know what you're getting into before going into it, you know, if you like Ride Along, this is better than the Ride Along films as far as I'm concerned. So I'm giving it three stars out of four. It's a very mild recommendation for me, to be sure, because I don't think that this is a truly good movie, but I do think that it is an entertaining movie. So I'm going to give it a pass. Three stars out of four for Central Intelligence, recommended with some reservations. So I do thank you for taking the time to listen to the review. If you want to hear more of my stuff, you can click the subscribe button. Also, don't forget, you can go to my website and find over 3,800 of my film reviews to read anytime you want. You can also find my contact information there, as well as links to my Twitter feed and Facebook page if you ever want to get in touch. Quipster.net is where to go. That's Q-W-I-P-S-T-E-R.net.